For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's seven-year warranty. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey. And good evening and welcome to another round ball with Dom and Dodsey for a Wednesday night. Always good to have your company and as always, plenty to talk about on the world game, whether it be local, whether it be across the road, whether it be interstate, overseas, doesn't matter. Dom Renato and Travis Dodd, the former Adelaide skipper. I've just heard you. I just heard you on the radio there, Trav. I, yeah, I'll tell yeah, you. I've, you. I've just. Swapped, I reckon ten people heard you. I've just swapped spots uh, <laughs> and now standing where Kimbo was standing. I put the headsets on and it almost blasted my in, eardrums. How loud he's got it! Wow, he has, he has a bit of heart. Well, you are a little bit younger than he is. Yeah, wowzers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There, there is a lot to talk about. Uh, yep. Adelaide United result. The Asian Champions League started. Well done to Melbourne last night. They Melbourne did, victory. Got up. Uh, so important to win those home games. Uh, and, of course, the Matildas, who are absolutely flying with their first two games of the Olympic qualifying Well, they, they two comprehensive victories, 7-0, 6-0. Uh, Thumped them. Yeah, I think their next game is against China tomorrow oh, night, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah so if they win that one, they're straight through to the Olympics. Is that right? Is that how it works? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, and, well, we've got the guy, the, the men there now, with first time in uh, Yonks. Uh, now it's time for the girls. By the way, if you want to have a chat to us, we are here for Flight Centre South Australia. Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. Hyundai, get special bonuses with Hyundai's 2019 plate clearance. And don't forget, you can give us a call on the Milk Bar open line number, uh, the old-fashioned service with modern twist, mylkbar.com.au. In fact, somebody at my other work, her boyfriend works at this place. Really? I said, where does he work? So the Milk Bar. I said, I know the Milk Bar. Yep. They sponsor our program on yep. our, our uh, talkback line. So you've never been there, have you? I have, actually. I have been to the Milk Bar. Okay. Well, I went gonna... without you. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks, Amin. That was, yeah. uh, was a great lunch. I really appreciated that. Yep, okay. Thank you very much. Uh, and, of course, we have prizes to give away if you would like to have a chat to uh, us. Anything about uh, the world game, of course, we uh, have tickets to give away for Friday night's game. Adelaide United at home against the Central Coast Mariners. And you briefly touched on it, Trav, that... Uh, they had a loss last week in Brisbane. I actually tipped Adelaide to win. I didn't think, uh, well, Brisbane, really. Silly, they've they've silly got boy. a resurrection all of a sudden. They're coming good, aren't they? They are. Um, there was a lot of uh, talk about whether or not Fowler was the right man for the job. Uh, I think it's, I wrote it's, him off. I thought did. he was gone. Well, teams need a little bit of time for a new coach to come in, uh, implement a style of play. Uh, Kurtz tried to do it at Melbourne Victory. We saw it took him a, a while uh, with Adelaide United, but... Uh, Fowler seems to have uh, got him over that hump and is starting to get a, get some good results for him. Our, our number, by the way, is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. In case you've forgotten, if and you want to. And what's the text line? Get, oh, I was just going to give you that. Okay. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. You should send me a text just to see if it speaking, comes through. Speaking of text, we have got a text from uh, Maradona from the Maracanã. Can you two Maradona? Stop- Maradona, can you two soccer experts explain why there is extra time in a two-leg home-and-away cup tie? Surely after both teams have 90 minutes at home, it should go to penalties and no team has an unfair advantage. I agree with that. I think it should go to penalties. Yeah. I yeah don't. Do we have to explain why they don't go to penalties? Is that what the question is? No, why, why they're having extra time. He's uh. asking why there's extra time. After so, after 180 minutes I know. of both teams playing at home. Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? Ugh. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather see the penalties. I think it's a hard call uh, playing that, especially when they're playing so many extra games, home and away games. You've got to worry about cup games. Uh, yeah, I think penalty kicks. What do you What do you think? What's your? I, I agree. Um, get it. Get it straight. Don't worry about extra time. Just go straight to the penalties. And but the question is, why are they using extra time? Why are they? I rules of the I game. Mean, that's, I don't know. Yeah, that's the rules that's... of the game. Who's, who did that come from? Maradona. 
Maradona. Diego Maradona? From the Maracanã. From the Maracanã. He's still sitting there. <laughs> Absolutely. Still waiting. Uh, by the way, tonight, our, uh, we're going to have a chat to a former mate of yours. He doesn't talk to you anymore, but he was a former mate of yours and he played with you, and that's uh, Mickey Valkanis, who's nowadays the assistant coach for the Greek national team. Who would team. have thought that, honestly? You, have a listen. You're the assistant coach at Metro Stars, and he's the assistant coach of the national team. What's going on there? Oh, maybe he's going to ask me some, for some advice. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I don't think, I don't think he's going to do that. Look, he's, uh, he's done quite a bit since he's left Adelaide. I reckon. Uh, he was at Melbourne City, uh, assistant coach there to Van Skip, uh, and he was also the head coach there for a short time, went to Holland. They spent some time in Holland with uh, Zwolle. Yep. Yeah, uh, was also uh, an academy coach there. Uh, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's done very well for himself and now plying his trade in Greece. And he's, Not he's a bad bought, gig. And his boys... What playing playing uh, at Panionios in is Greece. Is that the team you play for, That's isn't the it? the team I was at. Get so out of I, town. I just want to know if they've still got photos of me up there. Most probably not. They've mostly got the money they owe you up there somewhere, I think. So, but that's that's an interesting one. But anyway, if you want to have a chat to us about anything you like about the World Game, uh, you can give us a call on our Milk Bar open line, one 736 736 I think uh, we have... Uh, Mark, is it on the line? Mark? It is. Thanks for joining us, mate. What can we do for you? Hi, fellas. How are you? Very you good, know, mate. I always remember. I, I remember Adelaide United at the beginning. We used to get big crowds, right? But now, I think two things: because we change from summer, uh, from winter to summer. That's one. And two, we have to buy a key mark player, somebody with a name to get people back into that ground. That's what it's lacking. Two things: change it to back to winter, and get a key mark player. I don't think it was ever played in winter, the A-League, though, was it, Mark? It always started in summer. The old National League used to be in winter. Well, I don't know, Don. Uh, what is soccer, winter or a summer game? Well, Let's be honest. Is it more winter? Well, yeah. in the rest of the world. The rest yeah. of the world play it in yeah. winter. Right? Yeah. I, th- I think the whole idea, uh, Mark, is uh, they didn't want to clash with the AFL and NRL, which I can understand that. I believe we should stand on our own two feet and just take our chances, but... Having said that, I still understand the logic why they made it a is summer there, game. Is there also uh, some thought process that it's that it aligns with the European leagues as yeah, well? Yeah, that could have something to do with it. For, for international windows and whatnot. Are you on the beach, Mark? Because there's a lot of wind there, mate. Sorry? Are you on the beach? Because I can I'm hear... At wa- no, I'm at Waterloo Corner, actually. <laughs> Sounds like Windy Corner. Uh, I agree with yeah, the marquee. Yeah, it's very busy, man. I agree with the marquee comment. Uh, Adelaide United, they, uh, they certainly need to to spend that money on, I think, a striker to, to bag him 15, 20 goals a year. Um, but Mark's talking about a name player, not just a striker, like a marquee player. Is that what you're saying, Mark? It's somebody with a name to bring them, bring people back in. Tell me, ex, ex-English soccer player, somebody with a, who had a name. Okay. I know the problem is we don't get them young. We'll get them old. But at least he's a name player, you know? Yeah. Well, I know we have tried that. Well, we, Adelaide United, tried that when I was still at the club with Romario. Uh, I don't think that necessarily works. He wasn't young, that's for sure. No, that, that, that one there didn't. <laughs> no. That one there didn't work. I, I and guess. he's one. He's one that of the was greatest a pension, pension check job. Time. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was only four games. Uh, I mean, having said that, though, Mark, the uh, the concept of getting more people did work because even when we played away from home, Adelaide played away from home, they were getting their biggest crowds. Remember the Mariners? They had their biggest crowd ever because Romario was playing yeah. for Adelaide United, even though he was 140 years old. It didn't matter. <laughs> No, That's I, right. I look you know, up. I love the. I, I always enjoyed it. With sixteen thousand people there. It, it, it's got something. Huh? Yeah. And you know what? What else was missing too? I mean, from the old days, where it used to be more family oriented. You had the kids and mum and dad. 
you know, I don't see that mum and dad routine anymore. You know, mm. you know, just well, I, it's I, a little bit, but not like it used to. I, I know there's a lot of uh, teenagers, if you like, who were going uh, a few years ago, and now they just stopped going. And I asked them questions: Why don't you go anymore? And the answer I get is, well, I just couldn't be bothered. So you're right, they've got to do something to start getting these crowds back because uh, the crowds are well below average. And when we started uh, travel, we were getting average crowds of 14,000, 15,000 people. It was unbelievable. But, yeah, and but it's not a, just Adelaide markets. I think the whole of the A-League are struggling with decent crowds now. Yeah. How's Melbourne going? Can you tell me Melbourne United, are they still getting crowds? Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Melbourne Victory. Yeah, not as they used to get. No, no yeah. certainly, certainly not. Yeah. Uh, and and that's something that's been reported quite a bit in in the media, particularly uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, that the crowds in general across the league are down. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of work yeah. to be done. Marketing, from... marketing, uh, Mark is also a problem with the marketing of the game has not been great. I mean, they've got a new hierarchy in there, but I haven't seen anything different since they've moved in. It seems Don, everything is still the let's same. Let's be honest. Don, yep. when you left, that was the problem. When you left. You Can you tell Travis Mark, that's, that's the truth, Mark, man. Mark, relax. Hey, Mark, I won't argue. Hey, Mark, do you want some tickets to go to the game on Friday night? Uh, okay, man. And I'll give you a $50 milk bar voucher as well. How's that? All right, thank you. Good on you, Mark. Cheers, Th- Mark. Thanks, thanks for calling. Don't go away. We'll get uh, Benny to take down your details. But he makes. But we've spoken about this before, the crowds. Yeah. Uh, right across the board, not just here in Adelaide, but you know, yet we had the FFA Cup a few uh, what months ago, whenever it was, and it was what fifteen thousand people. Why don't those people go to every home game? What's the reason why they don't go? Was it marketed better then? Because there was uh, I was away that week, but there was a lot more marketing, wasn't it, in the paper and the TV in uh, like all over the place. Yeah, well, there was, but I mean, I don't know if it's because of the final. And I look. I always look back to our Asian Champions League campaigns that when when we played in the group stages, we didn't get big crowds. But as soon as we got out of the group stage and got into the quarterfinals, yeah. semifinals and the final. Huge. Tickets were going like that. Yeah, that's when all your friends come out of the woodwork. We like a final, yeah. don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's converting converting those people. It's the same when they play games at Adelaide Oval. Uh, well, Adelaide that doesn't United. happen anymore, does it? No, it doesn't. But you know, we had marquee games there where we'd get twenty five, thirty thousand. You there. wouldn't get it now, though. No, you, I, I agree. I you, don't. Think you, you would not get even Melbourne Victory uh, playing there against Adelaide. It won't happen now, and that's the problem. Someone there or FFA have got to work out why and how can we get these people back and coming to the games and uh, and making it like it used to be. Because uh, you know, although when you played, Trav, I mean, you saw the big crowds there. I mean, the big uh, 40,000. I can still never forget the 40,000 that Eddie had. It was a home and away game. Home, yeah. It wasn't a final. It was a home and away game. And they had to go from Olympic Park to Eddie had because they were getting, the crowds were too big. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, there was so much hype. And you talk about marketing. Uh, the commercials that we used to do. The paintball uh, one. Yeah, the paint, that, was, that was Mark 1 of yeah. the A-League. Um, you know, and just having a look here, uh, another text has come through. Uh, Boys, if there was one thing that you could fix in the A-League for maximum Im- impact, what would it be? From uh, Brendan uh, down at Fullerton. For me, the biggest thing is get this game on free-to-air. Yeah. Get as many eyeballs watching it as possible. Well, it was nearly meant to happen on Channel 10 uh, beginning before the um, start of this season, and all of a sudden it didn't happen, and it ended up on ABC, and I think they play it when they want. I'm not sure, but not quite sure what happened there. But Channel 10 were meant to, and you're right. It has to be on free to wear. We've been saying that for years and it still haven't happened. Hasn't happened. We got another text too. Did Travis ever put a goal past Ronaldo? That was me. When he kept in goals at Lyon. Well, 
Firstly, Elvis, with, Elvis, El, good on you. How old do I look? Well, that's the question. Hey, you look nearly as old as oh, me, but let's word. not go there. But firstly, you didn't play at the same time as me. But the answer to that, if you did, there was no way in the world that you would have put one past. I would. You know why I would have? Because I just put it low, uh, low to your side, and or maybe you're a bit slimmer back in the day. I don't know. I beg your pardon. Maybe you were a bit slimmer. <laughs> Back well, in firstly, the day. I was, but uh, okay. there's nothing wrong with me right now. But Co- John Cosmina, I played against Johnny at the time, and uh, uh, well, he did put one past me. It wasn't a penalty kick. Another text. <laughs> read the next one there, Trip. Have another one there for us at the top there. <laughs> uh, Daniel, Daniel from Paradise. Uh, Adelaide United need to target someone like Aaron, Aaron Zahavi. Who's even Aaron Zahavi? Even it's just uh, short-term marquee. Who's Aaron Zahavi? I've never heard of him. What do you mean you've never heard of Who's him? Who's Aaron Zahavi? I haven't never heard of him. What is he, bake cakes? It, no, he's uh, an Israeli attacking midfielder oh. playing in China. Oh, well, of course. Well, there you go. Of course, he's on the top of everybody's wish list. Well, salary. We'll he's, he's, uh, he's at um, Guang, Guangzhou. Oh, is he? Right. Okay. Oh, reported, well, he must be half decent. Yeah, reported salary. Yeah. US, 10 million. 10 million. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> we'll get we'll get two. We'll does, take two. Does he get it in a brown paper bag? <laughs> we'll take two, thanks. Goodness <laughs> gracious. That's ridiculous. Ten million. It's crazy, isn't I've it? I've never even heard of him. So there you go. I think I was born way, way ahead of the time. If I would have been playing now, Trip, I'd be up there as well. You might have been getting 10 million rupiah. The t- if I was lucky. The t- uh, the attacks are coming through quick and fast. So if you want to join the fun, 0427-154-166 is our text number. And our open line milk bar number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We have uh, tickets to give away to the game on Friday night. Adelaide United up against the Central Coast Mariners at uh, Cooper Stadium. We might even give you some tickets to uh, the W League. They've got one game to go, and that's, uh, I think, in a couple of Thursdays' time at Marden. But you can give us a call now. Still to come, we'll catch up with uh, Michael Valcanis. Uh, you are listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey for Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's seven-year warranty. Yes, uh, welcome back to the round ball. Dom Renato and uh, Travis Dodd. And we're here for Flight Centre South Australia, best in the air and everywhere. And Flight Centre, uh, if you're planning a holiday, call your local Flight Centre travel expert on 1316600. And, of course, Hyundai. Uh, get special bonuses with Hyundai's 2019 plate clearance. And our open line number, if you want to have a chat to us and get a fifty buck voucher to spend there at uh, the milk bar, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and the text oh four two seven one five four one double six. Now, before the break, uh, uh, travel, we're talking about Aaron Zahavi. Is a bad that I've never heard of him because I've never heard of him, and yet he's scored no, more look, goals I've, than you've I've, had hot dinners, or well, maybe never, not quite. Yeah, I haven't heard of him either, but it, it shows what the Chinese Super League can attract with money. Uh, no doubt They've about it. they got plenty of money but, there, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, last year, last season, he scored, he, scored, uh, he scored 29 goals. He was uh, he broke the, the Super League record in just 25 games. So, wow. But it's an unbelievable How old is he? Strike rate, 32. He's, well, he doesn't have to work forever. No, no, absolutely Retire not, with a yeah. smile on his face. Yeah. Um, we're Happy also, days. yeah, I reckon. We're also going to talk, by the way. I don't know if you've heard of this league. But there's a new league starting. It's where the losers win, and it's going to be held at the uh, Starplex Courts Stadium. It uh, kicks off uh, tomorrow. At Gawler, in, that's a Gola. Yeah. Uh, now, what it is, you, I know you're going to ask me. What is that all about, Dom? What is it all about, Dom? I'm glad uh, you asked apart, me that question. Apart from man versus. Man fat. versus fat soccer. Now, man versus fat. We're going to speak to John Mundy about this because I dare say he's got something to do with this. Uh, it's about losing weight and participating in sport, which is a great idea. 
uh, a community weight loss program for overweight men that use soccer as a forum for support. And the results show that 95% of participants lose weight and get fitter. Trav, you thought you'd retired. You're going to make a comeback. You're going to go and play for one of these fat teams. Crazy, crazy. One of the one of the participants last week in 14 weeks, his starting weight was 110, 110 kilos. He finished the season at 87 kilos. After how long? 14, 14 weeks. 14 weeks. And all he did was play this game. Well, I'm sure. He must have I'm wanted sure, a diet, surely. I'm sure, yeah, that's that's all part of it. So must having, have given away the steaks the exos- and stuff. The exercise, the drink. The drink's what does it to you. Hey, hey Absolutely. Pre- practice what you preach. Yeah, it is oh, the yeah. drinks that do it to you. Anyway, that's not bad for a 28-minute game. That's not a bad effort at all. But uh, it says here, lose weight and get fit. Join the league where the losers win. And we'll have a chat to uh, a quick chat just to find out a bit more about it. We thought it was pretty interesting that we should talk about this. It is a... Uh, uh, football game we're talking about here, and this is fantastic. And anything to get people off the couch, Trav, and have a little bit of a run, a bit of a kick, and have a bit of fun too, because the camaraderie is what I'm trying to say. And you would miss that too with a team uh, environment. You start missing that, don't you? We're just yeah. hanging out with the boys. Yep, absolutely. It's uh, it's the hardest thing about retiring from football. Yeah. That's what I found most difficult when I stopped playing. Uh, it's it's not so much the fact that you're a professional footballer. Don't get me wrong. That is. It's a privilege and I loved it, but it's the fact that you can go into a change room every day and have that banter with your mates who, you, you know, and you're doing something that you love yeah. and not being in that change room is by far the, the hardest thing. Cause I know in the change the room, you know, you take the, the, the piss out of the players and they'll take it, but you can't do that with your wife because she'll put you in, a, in your place. And, you and that's you know the what? difference. You can't do it in a corporate environment as well. And I struggle <laughs> really? with that. That's I struggle with that. That's like disgraceful. Coming into, coming into the office, you know, you try and have a bit of banter and you're like, Oh, I better not say that. I might, uh, you know what? get my first written warning. It's the real world. That's why. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a shame. Absolutely. See, and I remember I used to tell you that back then, enjoy it while you can, because that's, once you're in the real world, I, honestly, do you remember that? Yeah. And I say that to my good mate, uh, Melbourne City captain Scott Jamison. You leave him alone. Every time I speak to him, <laughs> I say, "You don't know what hard work is, my friend." You, you can't wait for him to retire, <laughs> can you? No, absolutely not. I cannot wait. Oh dear, oh dear. All right, uh, call us on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're going to go to Mount Gambier now, uh, Travis. I think in just a moment. Are we ready to go to Mount Gambier? No, down to the Mount. Because uh, we we do go to Mount Gambier. Ground. Yeah, it is my old stomping ground. A lot of friends down there, and I spoke to one the other night. So make sure you listen on sixteen twenty nine. SEN in Mount Gambier, which happens to be the same frequency as us because uh, you can hear us in the mountain. I spent many, many happy years there. I don't know if I know Adam, but let's say hello to Adam in Mount Gambier. How are you, Adam? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Now, do I know you, Adam? Are we friends or did did, do I owe you money? What's going on? Nah, no money, I What can I do for you? Might owe Dario, might owe Dario some money from the Cosmopolitan. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I think he owes me money, mate. Oh, the best pizzas. Are they still there, the Cosmopolitan? Yep, still still killing it pizza-wise. Absolutely. Wow. Well, Travis, if you ever go to the Mount, go to the Cosmopolitan Pizza Bar. I actually made an ad for them back in the 80s. I still, someone sent it to me about a few months ago. And I must admit, I look pretty good back then, Trav. Do you walk up the stairs to go into that restaurant? No, no. That's uh, in the Commercial Street East, isn't it, uh, Adam? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. There you go. See, my memory hasn't gone yet. Anyway, Adam. What's we- on your mind? Yeah. What can we What can we do for you? 
I look, I just was driving along and heard your name on the radio and I just thought, oh, well, I might as well give you a call. He'll <laughs> see what's happening and seeing if you're still sporting a, a lovely uh, mane. Uh, oh, God. Uh, I'll let Trevor uh, answer that because he'd love to the, answer that the question. The mane is uh, well and truly, long gone. Yeah, no. Long gone, Adam, and it's uh, it was luscious, long, yeah. luscious black locks. And now it's short. Oh, I got thin. the George Clooney look. It's short, thin, and graying. Salt and pepper. Oh, distinguished. Salt and pepper, Adam. Salt and pepper is the right terminology wow. I would, would uh, yeah. use. Yeah. No. What about yourself? What are you bit, doing with yourself? The same. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm just. A, I'm a bit the same. Bit grey myself, and so a bit distinguished. <laughs> I like to call it. So. <laughs> yep. Let's call it that, mate. Everybody good. Everything good in the mount. How's the league going in the Western Border? Have they? Who's top of the league? The preseason. Uh, oh, of course. Preseason footy. So yeah. No, not um, actually. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an Australian Australian rules person, so I don't really. Oh no, international always dominate the soccer down here. So not when I was there, it was Apollo, uh, but I changed things while I was there. Well, uh, just uh, so you know, international, they're they're here yeah. in in Clemsig, uh, playing a game against Metro Stars tonight, in the amateurs. It? Is it yeah, tonight? It's the amateur league. Uh, I wouldn't imagine it'd be tonight. Is it? A midweek game? They'd be coming down for a midweek oh, game. Well, if, if you want to play, but... I will tell you. I'll jump yeah. on. I'll jump. Yeah, on they the, are actually the coming to Adelaide, uh, Adam, the international soccer team. So there you go, mate. Well, listen, uh, are you coming to Adelaide uh, this weekend on no. Friday? Because we've got tickets to the game. If you want to go. Uh no, unfortunately, I'm not. All right, no. Adam. Well, mate, uh, thanks for calling us, no. mate, and give my best to Mount Gambier and the southeast. No worries. Good on you. Good on you, buddy. There we go. We get them from far and wide, and as we said, we do. They do hear us in Mount Gambier on sixteen twenty nine. Yep. That trial game that we spoke about, uh, yep. Metro Stars. Uh, so Metro have just uh, established an amateur team this year, so they'll have two two sides uh, playing in uh, the South Australian Amateur Soccer League. I think that's what it's called, Sassel. Uh, so Inter, they're here on the weekend, mate. Uh, Saturday, this Saturday. Okay. Kick off at Is that TK a TK Shutter? Shutter? Right. TK Shutter, kick off at 5.30. So I might even go and have a look, I reckon. Oh, that'll be, oh, uh, no, that'll be after our game. That'll be after our game. Uh, we play our last friendly against Fulham Gardens. At, uh, at, TK? at 3 o'clock, yeah. Oh, so right after you. Yeah, well, so there we're, you the, go. we're the curtain raiser. And I would go to that, but I can't go to that because a certain person is having his uh, 40th birthday on Saturday night. No. Party, at least. He already, he already turned 40, but... So, uh, overrated. Yeah. overrated. <laughs> What's overrated? What are you talking about? It's your 40th birthday celebrations. You've got to celebrate that. It's fantastic that you're still any day above ground's a good day, Travis. Remember that. So they say, let me get back to the text here. All right. The long break between seasons means that players lose their touch. The skill level is suffering as a result. Players must play elsewhere during the break, even if it's Vanuatu or Solomon Islands for a bit of beach soccer. I do agree. With the, the comment about the, the off-season being too long. Yeah. It is it is way too long. And as a player and coaches, doing such a long pre-season, uh, there's nothing worse. Well, the uh, AFL is pretty much the same too, really. Well, I mean, the is, NRL, they're all long. They've always, that's all, well, in saying that, that's what we've always done as well. But mm. particularly for the European players uh, and coaches, when they come here, they're expecting, well, they're, they're probably not expecting, but they're used to short four to six week preseason yeah. uh, camps and that kind of stuff and here they do you know onwards and upwards of 12 to 14 weeks is that is that why a lot of the players get soft tissue injuries during the season because of the long preseason and then you know they're kind of worn out halfway through the season well, it'd be hard to manage because you know if you're training for so long and players you can ask any player they'd rather be playing games so yeah. you know extend that season yep i agree definitely i think everybody would like to see that 
All right, we're going to take a short break, uh, but our open line number is always open on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and the text line is oh four two seven one five four one double six. We're going to take a short break, and right after the break, we're going to go to Greece. There, Travis. Greece is the word. Is the word because we're going to be speaking to their assistant coach. Hard to believe, Michael Valkanis. The probably assistant. sipping on a frappe right now as hey, we speak. You wish you could. We'll oh. be back right after this. Aussies abroad. Thanks to Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. Well, uh, Trav, our Aussie abroad this week is uh, a very good friend of ours. He was a very good friend of yours until he told you to go and take a, a flying jump. But he's now got a, uh, a better job than you have. He's the assistant coach of the uh, Greece national team. Let's go to Greece. Mickey Valkanis. Great to talk to you again, Mickey. Tick on you. <laughs> good. Kala, kala, How are you guys? How are you going? Glad yeah, to talk yeah, to you. We're doing uh, pretty almost, good. Almost forgot what your voice sounded <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mickey. It's been a long time, yeah. It's been it's, it's it's been you've had an amazing career. I mean, do you pinch yourself to think you're actually assistant coach of not only a national team but your heritage, the Greek national team? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, look, from when you, when you actually think about it, you never would have uh, dreamt of it happening, uh, especially when you know three years ago I was in our league, just Melbourne City, and things didn't go exactly the way I wanted to go, and, and I moved away from there, and I was sitting at home scratching my head, okay, what, what's going to happen, and. It's amazing. Since then, you know, I've been able to go to Holland uh, following uh, John Van Skip at, at Peaks of Orla. And uh, just when I signed another deal at Tech, uh, John John had left. And, you know, months later, he told me that he's got the Greek national team. He's likely to join him. So I still can't believe it sometimes, especially because of my Greek background. And, and, you know, my whole life, you know, I grew up playing at South Northern Hallows and wearing the, the Greek badge on my, on my chest. So coming out here and being part of the national team, sometimes I do pinch myself and, and say, wow, you know, with, you know, with the sort of players and coaching and, and I'm working with. So it's exciting times ahead. Mickey, Mickey uh, you've played in Greece, so you've been there as a player. I've been yeah. there as a player in Greece. Yeah, for 10 minutes you were there. It doesn't matter, I was there. Now you're there as a coach of a national team. How much scrutiny is there from the fans and, and the media? Yeah, there is a lot, and, and you'd know as well, Travis. I'm pretty sure Bunny Onios, uh, you would have felt it as well in those days, and, and you were playing the European Cup uh, games as well. And there's a lot of scrutiny. I mean, the media attention, it's the number one sport, isn't it? So, and there's, I don't know how many papers, how many sport papers there are. And if you had all the political papers and all the sports channels and so on. And to be quite honest, we were, we were really scrutinised at the beginning because uh, the Greeks really don't believe in playing this sort of football, the attacking style of football that we were hired to implement. And we were getting smashed. You know, that's not going to happen. It's not going to work. You know, we've won the European, we've won the Razor Cup by playing a certain way and Greek football just can't do it. So we felt that scrutiny at the beginning. And, and obviously at the beginning we had to make a lot of changes and find the right players that we needed and, you know, trying to implement something new. And then, Okay, I'm, I know that, that it's possible to, to implement this sort of philosophy wherever I go because now I've been able to do it wherever I go. But then it hit me, you know, national team, you've you got limited time to work with these guys. You've got, you know, three training sessions before the game. How are we going to do it? So we have to find a way of, of refining what you do in Australia. I mean, in Australia, you have six months to implement something. In the rest of Europe, you've got one month. With the national team, you've got a few days. So we did that and... Then we just saw how it all turned around, Kevin, after really good results and really good performances. And, and you'd know how the Greeks go from something that's chaotic to, oh, my God, this is like Ajax. We're watching Ajax play. They go to the extreme. And, and, and for you guys that know John as well, he's very balanced. You know, he doesn't get too excited. He doesn't get too down either. And 
it's strange at the moment because everyone's really excited about it, but we do get scrutinised and everyone gets scrutinised and it's tough. I mean, you give your papers are right positive, your papers are right negative. That's the moment we're doing that. But it's uh, it's part of the industry and you gotta block block everything out and not listening or read for anything. And uh for Johnny Season, I remember when I was in Holland got him reading stuff he wants to read that he can really worry about it. And even him, I understand the reason I read it, but I'm not gonna read it, but I don't read the papers or read things and people have tried to to tell you, you know what's going on, this what they're writing, you know, it's all it's topical every day. Everyone at the cafe talks about people. We just sort of plunk yeah. it out and say, mate, talk about something else. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Mickey, uh, you missed out on the, the Euro qualification, and I'm sure there was a lot of disappointment yeah. around uh, very confident for the, the World Cup qualifications. What do you do uh, in yeah. the meantime? Uh, is, uh, is it all about scouting, going and watch the players uh, around the league in the, in the off-time? No. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's a, it's a great job. It's a, it's a job I'd love to have when I'm 65 and I'm close to your home because you get so much time at home. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's a camp every month, but at the moment, from November till now, March, which is our next camp, we've been, we've been at home just watching games and travelling and watching games. That's all you really do. And, and look, I've looked at it enough to just develop myself further and just try to see things and try to develop in the time that I'm doing. Otherwise, you'll, you'll go mad just watching games and following players. But in March, we get together again uh, on the last one, which was in November, and we're going actually to Dallas to play Mexico, and then we go to New York to play Costa Rica. So we're getting some good opposition. Then in May, we go to Holland, play Holland, before they go to the to the European Cup, and then uh, we've got another game probably in the States. So we're, I don't know, the Greek team seems to be travelling in the States, and they get paid well to travel there all the time. Once we a lot of their support there. But it's... Um, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's a different uh, work environment. You're, you're watching a lot of games, scouting a lot of games, and you're always travelling around watching players. So I, I miss that day today, Trey. I've been on the pitch, and that's what I love doing, being on the pitch and coaching. Yeah. But it does um, help you that once you do get on there, uh, you really you love it, you know, and you, you give even more to it because you, you miss it so much. So it's, uh, it's an interesting gig, but we're really looking at it. It's a big challenge because one... It's not only about making the, the World Cup, but it's making it in a certain way and playing in a certain way, and that's what we want to implement. And while I've been off a little bit, I've been working with the rest of the national team coaches as well about implementing this philosophy and working with them. And, but that, that's a little bit different as well, and that's, that I like as well. So we just keep going, mate. Keep going and, and see uh, how far we can go with, with the philosophy and, and go to the World Cup. Well, you certainly, with that gig as uh, assistant coach of the national team, you get to travel the world and, uh, more importantly, for free. Uh, travel be at TK Shuttle Reserve on Saturday, <laughs> by the way. Um, what about Gotta start somewhere. What about off the field? Uh, must be awfully difficult for the family. You've, you know, you went to Holland, then you have to uproot and go to Greece. How do they? Uh, I mean, you, you know, you always need a good family support. How are they handling all of that? Yeah, well, look, uh, I think the neatest thing, my wife and everything. Fantastic. She was happy to get up and go and try something, and um, the experience was great. And I think it's been super valuable for my boys. And they were in touch in twelve months. They 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 now sitting in Greece. If they want to talk between them, they talk touch between them. <laughs> it's like code. You know, it's, 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 I love listening to them because they've actually got the uh, the uh, the Dutch accent, which it's very hard to get. So there's no Dutch like not like speaking like Aussies, like like the Dutch do. So they do the uh, on the end. <laughs> Yeah, they, you know, they, 
even the way they pronounce names, but it's all completely. And the little one, especially, I listen to is if he stays another 12 months, he was Dutch for sure. He he believes he's Dutch and he wants to go and play in Holland and he wants to play wow. for Ajax. And he he wants to live in Amsterdam and Athens isn't big enough and all that sort of stuff. Well, so now, he's, he's on another planet. But, but the kids love it. They, they love it. An adventure. Well, it seems yeah. uh, it seems like yeah. the boys want to follow in my footsteps footsteps and be uh, superstars. Well, let's hope they're Panionios. successful yeah. over there. <laughs> let's hope they're well, successful. They're, the older well, boys look, are playing at Panionios now. Hey, 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 hey Mickey, can, yeah. you, can you get the money that they still owe Trav? Because yeah. he's still complaining about mind. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to get some of the money they still owe me from 30 years ago. <laughs> Another club. But, but I'll, I'll tell you a story, Trav. I'll, I'll tell you a story. We had to go to the Panionios uh, Superstore there. They've got a Superstore now in the stadium. And they had to get some gear for, the, for their, their club training. And there was a, a, a book that's out, a new book. I don't know how many years I was celebrating. And the boys were turning the pages. And there was a big picture of Travis Scott in there. No, and they were so no, excited. No, no. Don't say that, Mickey. I don't and hear that. Actually, they actually took a photo of it. And I'll send it to you. So I'm not going to you because you can see that he, he played a big club. It's a historical club. No. And during the, uh, the, the Greek crisis, things could go backwards from. But they're slowly trying to rebuild. And they're doing that through their academy. But... Yes, Katastov is in the book, a big picture of him smiling. Unbelievable. So, smiling for a change. Well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> that was before the payments stopped coming through. <laughs> yeah, that was before he realised he wasn't going to get paid. <laughs> he was going to get paid. But if you put the pain on the side, I remember, I remember well him saying how much he loved living here in Athens. He enjoyed it. So Absolutely. Yeah, Beautiful they place. didn't enjoy him yeah. living there. Uh, anyway, before we go, Travi, another question we wanted to ask? Or uh... Oh, Mickey, yeah. Uh, your time in uh, in Peck, uh, in Holland, you, you went from being involved with the first team to, to the academy and, and coaching the coaches. How was that experience? Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, it was great. I loved it. And it's sort of not knowing what's going to lead into next. And now I'm, I'm doing that with the national team coaches of Greece. So it did help me, you know, again, learn how to coach and then put certain things in place and streamline the whole academy, and uh, it was it was really great. I, I, I was enjoying working at Peck, and uh, after John left and asked me to stay, and I signed him a contract, I was like, that's, that's great, you know, to be in Holland and to be at a club and, and doing that was fantastic, and um, I still got a really good relationship with Kazim, so now the academy director will call and ask questions, and you communicate about things, and I still got a connection with Peck uh, because of leaving that, that thing to do, um, but it was, it, that was, again, a different role. And uh, with my new contract, I was also going to take over the, the, the under-20s, which is the next team uh, before the team. And that was super team. And we went to a tournament, we won a trade, and, and then much more fans that I was leaving for Greece. So I was enjoying my time home and, and working with some really, really, really good coaches, really good coaches. And uh, it's just the way they see football there, especially from, from an academy level, is... We've got a lot to learn and a lot that we can take back to Australia from that. And uh, I feel something like even my time there, I sometimes feel like we're, we're backwards in Australia. We always tend to start from the top and then go towards the bottom. Instead of doing what even Japan did back in the mid 90s, start from the bottom and, and go right up to the top. That's why I think, you know, even then, the days went backwards. And now the A League is kind of because we should have started our academy work and, and really funded that we get the best coaches there and we're developing the best players. And, and that's what they're doing all over the world now. Well, that's why football, it doesn't, it doesn't finish, it doesn't go anywhere. It just keeps going and, and, and getting better. Yeah, we need well, to do that in Australia, I feel. Yeah, I think we've got a lot, long way to go here in Australia, that's for sure. Mick, we could talk longer, but we've got to go, mate. It was great to catch up with you and just to see how things are going. And, uh, you know, we do follow your career very closely that you are the assistant coach there with the Greece uh, national team. So uh, good luck with the upcoming uh, 
uh, trial ga- friendly matches and, of course, for the World Cup qualifiers, buddy. And uh, try and keep in touch with Travis because he keeps keeps complaining to me that you never call him. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for the chat. Uh, it was really good talking to you. And Travis, I want to thank you that far as the Johnson team was a famous player in Greece at Cummings. Oh, absolutely. Cheers, Mickey, and uh, all the best, mate. Yeah, all the best to the family as well. That's the assistant coach of the Greece national team, uh, former Adelaide United player, Michael Valkanis. And not a bad gig trip if you can get it, eh? I mean, if you can't play, if you can't be a player, professional player, that's the next best thing. And uh, honestly, you look at uh, what Michael's done uh, and it's 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 almost like bad, a, is it? a dream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you, and it would be tough in, in what he's saying about uh, being a national team coach and having to uh, just sit and watch a lot of games and not having a lot of activity between It's not day-to-day stuff, is it? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, he's, a, he's someone to look up to for, for coaching you know, at that level, yeah. definitely. And it just shows you that anything is possible. I mean, he's he... highly regarded. Yeah, yeah. He's highly regarded by the FFA because he was, uh, he was fast-tracked on uh, the scholarships, the coaching scholarships. So certainly uh, they saw potential in him as a coach. All right, we're going to take a short break here on the uh, round ball game. Uh, we're quickly running out of time. It's been a pretty quick show today. Uh, but you still have time to give us a call on 1300 736 736. Back after this. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey for Flight Centre. Best in the air and air. Everywhere and he under seven year warranty. Yes, welcome back. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, as they say. It is the round ball with Dom and Dodzi here with you through until uh, seven o'clock here in uh, South Australia. Uh, let's talk briefly about the women's game, and of course, that's uh, all thanks to the SA Power Networks empowering women's football here in uh, South Australia. Now, uh, of course, Adelaide United. Uh, no chance of finals, unfortunately. In the W League, they've got two games to go. They could take on Canberra. United this weekend in Canberra. Then there's a bye, Trav. And then their final game, let's hope they uh, do finish with a big one. Uh, they take on Newcastle Jets. It's a Thursday night, the 27th of February, to uh, finish off the season. And I dare say Ivan Karlovic wouldn't be too happy with the season. No, again. absolutely. Very disappointing uh, way to, to end the season um, and certainly playing for pride now. And the girls are playing for contracts, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Look at, uh, you'd, no long-term contracts are really handed out in, in the W League. So it's in, as important as ever for the players to go out and, and put in a really strong performance because they're, they're now playing for their, their livelihoods. Certainly are. So well, let's hope they uh, hope it'll be great if they can finish the last two games with the victories. Now, the uh, national team, the Matildas, they are in action again tomorrow night against China. Of course, they two first two games uh, for the Olympic qualifiers, of course. They beat uh, Chinese Taipei 7-0. And then Thailand 6-0. Maybe a little bit of a different uh, proposition up against China. So that's on tomorrow night trip. So they'll be hoping to hopefully well, get yeah, over the they've line. They've had some good performances. Uh, and now they've qualified for the playoff. Uh, and I think the, the ideal thing would be to uh, finish top of the group because they'll play the runner-up in a home-and-away leg uh, of Group B, uh, which South Korea look to... Uh, win that group. So they want to avoid that as their playoff game with uh, Vietnam playing North Korea and Vietnam are currently second. So no doubt the the girls will be cheering for Vietnam against North Korea um, in their last group game. Well, fingers crossed for them. That was our women's game. Thanks to SA Power Networks empowering women's football in South Australia. Now we're quickly running out of time, but we did mention earlier on the program about this new competition, man versus fat sockets at Star, uh, Starplex uh, the season, uh, it's the second, yeah, the second season, in fact. Uh, lose weight and get fit. Now, to tell us a little bit about it, 
is uh, John Mundy. He joins us on the program. Uh, John, thanks for your time. Uh, terrific initiative this. Uh, well done. Thank you very much, Don. Uh, it's a pleasure to make difference to some people's lives. How did it all come about? I mean, was someone sitting around having a nice, having a big steak and a beer and saying, oh, we need to do some exercise, what do we do? <laughs> Look, it, it could very well have been that. It, it actually did originate in the UK. Um, when I was over in the UK, I'd see how successful that was, probably about three years ago now. Um, couldn't get uh, FSA to take it on at the time when I come back, but um, Western Australia did at UniWA. They'd done it as a bit of a study. Uh, they actually, they actually run a pilot program that turned out successful and we worked closely with Uni WA to bring it to South Australia. We are the only venue outside of WA to actually host anything like this. John, uh, how, how many teams did you have involved in the, in the first season and, and what is it looking like for, for season two? Look, pretty much the same. It's a, it's a six-team competition. Um, it was in season one and, and it's uh, a six-team uh, competition for this season two. Um, involves about 50 players, and if you can bear in mind that they're all individuals, it's not like a team actually comes in. Um, and what's great is the way you see the lads get on with one another. Um, there's a lot of banter and camaraderie that, that actually goes on, which is which is great. I love all that, as you know. How do you enter a team? Though? Like, can people just put a team together? There's like indoor soccer. Is that the sort of same sort of idea, or how does it work? Not really, Dom. It's it's really people have been um, because they haven't been in teams for a long while. They love the game, etc. Um, didn't think they'd ever get involved again, probably, and from a playing perspective. So they actually register as uh, individuals, and they get placed in a team based on their BMI, their body mass index, and uh, that that's how it, that's happens. They probably don't know one another to start with, but as I say, you know, they, they seem to halfway through the season they're getting on like a house on fire and made lots of new friends. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we, we saw uh, John. John uh, lost a whopping twenty-two kilos in the in the first season. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is there, is there more to it in in than just the game? Do you go through the dietary? There is, Trav. Yeah, there, there is. Uh, they actually get a handbook that assists them uh, on a daily basis. Um, we have a lead coach, a very good lead coach called Daniel Warland, that actually goes through uh, their handbook before they actually kick a ball um, <laughs> at, at the start of the evening. They actually get weighed in. And the incentive is, if they actually lose weight, um, they get goals accredited uh, after what happens on the court. So they can actually get get some extra points if they lose enough weight. So everyone's keen to, to get one another up and, and get into more points. And they're very competitive, to be honest. It's uh, it's great. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic idea. Now, it kicks off the second season, kicks off tomorrow night from uh, 6.30. Uh, people can come and have a look That's- and have a bit of a squiz, can't they? They can come and have a look, and it's the, the registration is an ongoing thing, and we're pleased to say that we're able to off, offer 50% discount um, on the registration. It's, it's, it goes out for about $45 in WA, but we we're able to offer it for $22.50. So that gives them a real chance, $22.50 a month, gives them a real chance to experience it and, and carry on. Um, just as a matter of interest for you guys, with, with your connections in the past, John Crawford, the guy you mentioned, Travers, uh, with the big weight loss, yeah. his team's called Fatalade United. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> oh, love it. Hey, John, fantastic, mate. Good luck with that and good luck with the new season. Lose weight and get fit. Join the league where the losers win. I love that as well. Man versus fat soccer. Thanks for your time, John. Cheers, Johnny. You're welcome. Thank you, gentlemen. Take Catch care, you mate. John Mundy, what a great idea. And uh, tell you what, I wouldn't mind having a bit. I miss. Do you miss playing? Or don't you? you just finished not that long ago. I think you needed a bit more than me. There's no need for that. See, there's absolutely no need for you to be nasty.
I'm just saying. No. You could. We all need you it. You enjoy exercise. Well, hey, you don't exactly look like Twiggy. Have a look at you. Looks like you've had a few steaks for lunch. Maybe you should skip a few meals. Uh, we'll catch you next week at 6 o'clock for the round ball game, it's Travis. It's been great. Yep, you can go home and celebrate. Cheers, mate. Bye.